You know, I recently discovered that I was wrong about something that I believe. <laughs> it's a simple thing because this time, you know, it's not a big deal, but I was using the term woke and I have used that term quite a bit in my videos and the stuff I've posted. Uh, kind of making fun of the fake awake, you know, the people that claim to be awake, they use the term that they're awake and that they're awakening and all these things. Um, but generally you'll see like they have no clue still and uh, they may have discovered a few things about uh, some aspects of, of what you could call like the control grid or the matrix or the sickness in humanity to be more accurately stated because it's not something that just manifested here what's happening on this planet uh, the corruption the uh, self-destruction self-hate that's not just always a and it's not it's not generally to be understood as a top-down authoritarian control grid and that's what kind of the the dualistic side of all this that people need to understand but anyways the term you know just to touch on that further is just uh, you know people like to look at things like all the injustice that happens in the world are from this hierarchical top-down model. And, uh, you know, what's important to understand is that the base of that pyramid, if you want to look at it like a pyramid, is still humanity. And uh, if you want to look at, like, ideal idealism or cause and effect or uh, is consciousness creating a reality, well, that would all mean that what's happening has been created by humanity. Anything that uh, currently exists, that's in place, that's not uh, of nature or of the universe, is uh, man-made infrastructure, man-made structures, uh, man-made ideas, things that come out of man's head uh, to describe reality or to control or to change reality. And it's not always just in a negative context. Uh, but anyway, my belief in the word was that, uh, you know, woke was kind of making fun of these, the woke, I'm so woke, bro. But I realized, you know, talking to a teacher who was around teenagers and students, younger people uh, in school, that they're using it as like, a, you know, the so social justice um warrior is, is a woke person, right? Because they're sensitive to all the, you know, like the gender terms or the transgender terms or their, you know, they understand communism is the way to go, <laughs> things like that. You know, I'm probably doing a bad job explaining it still. <laughs> Just slipped on the ice there. I normally don't slip and fall in the winter. I've grown up on the snow and in the ice, but when I'm filming and talking and laughing at my own stupid jokes, I guess that'll happen. Anyway, so the point was is that, you know, I'm fine with that. A thousand times, if not, you know, a hundred thousand times, I've said to myself, now at this point on my journey, Oh, I was totally wrong about that, and uh, now I can start using that term in the correct in the correct context. So, 
That being said, forgive me, but I'm still going to use the term woke to make fun of fake awake people. <laughs> I'm so woke, bro. Anyway, so you can take a term and apply it and see how it goes. And you should test anything that you take from that term and start embodying it or speaking it to other people, incorporating it into your worldview, into your philosophy. Uh, you should definitely, you know, keep in mind that you might be wrong or that, you know, your view may evolve over time. And uh, this all sounds very natural, very normal, you know, like, okay, what are you talking about here? But the point is, is that people have a hard time doing this, even as simple as I'm making it sound like you were saying something, you found out there was actually a more proper way to apply that term. So you adjust and, you know, maybe you put a new spin on that term like I kind of feel like I'm going to continue to do. <laughs> Making fun of the fake awake. The so woke. I'm so woke to fluoride, bro. So, if uh, you claim to be a truth seeker, someone who's always seeking the truth, who wants to find and live in the truth, align their actions with truth, right? And embody that. But then we still find people like I've been talking about for the last, I don't know, six months now, seven months, that along these journeys fall into the same pitfalls of what I was just saying about, you know, my simple example, where you could take something like democracy or uh, the Republic, these things, and what people think that means. You know, I watched some Mark Dice interviews, although I think Mark uh, probably heavily edits his videos to get the result that he does. It's just interesting to see that some people who call themselves a citizen of the United States of America in a democratic society can't even necessarily define what democracy is or where it comes from or, you know, even correctly attribute the uh, benefits they see in a way that can properly be understood by somebody else. And so as we communicate, as we uh, go out there in the world and try to express our ideas to other people, you know, we really have to keep d double checking ourselves and our own rhetoric, as they would say in the trivium model. Uh, keep checking your grammar and checking your logic. Although I don't fully adhere and say that the trivium model is the 100% tool that we need. And I'll do videos on this in the future, breaking down the trivium and how it's basically, you know, almost goes without saying kind of a thing and really quite ridiculous. Uh, some of the end results people think they come up with uh, that contradict the method itself, as in collecting all the grammar before stating your rhetoric. Well, right there, you've started off on the wrong foot. You can't collect all the grammar. And then they'll backpedal and revise and adjust, and it ends up being a tool that, oh, well, you only use it in these certain scenarios, certain conditions, you know. Anyway, so... I had someone comment to me recently, uh, more of a closer acquaintance, closer friend, uh, that we've interacted quite a bit recently over the last, uh, course of me joining Autonomy, the course of action, 
of Richard Grove's course that I've uh, just ended actually, just got out of season two with. But she was commenting and saying, you know, you have quite a knack for finding the holes in something or taking something that's a common held belief among a group of people and uh, asking good questions about it and picking it apart even though that can be uncomfortable. And she says, you're good at that. You, sh you should keep going with that. And I think this person over the last uh, while has been actually quite annoyed with my approach. Uh, always questioning even the common edicts among groups uh, and movements, you know, things like the N NBC or the NAP or, are you down with the NAP? Yeah, NVC. That was really stupid. So, <laughs> you know, these common things on, you know, libertarianism, anarchism, common to my viewpoints and, you know, where I'm interacting with the world. And, you know, I said, well, it's been a long while. It's been a long time of working on those skills of mine and a lot of uncomfortable situations, you know, creating a lot of discomfort among uh, my peers and people that I've worked with, you know, that probably uh, are were terrified and taken off guard at my commentary on any particular topic and injecting things like <laughs> vaccinations or depopulation or eugenics, you know, into the conversation. Focus, in interest, things that I'm interested in, things that I'm focused on, and weaving that in, trying to, you know, maybe get this person to see it a different way, or why can't they see this? I wish they could just see it. I'm trying to persuade people in a direction that I was going, right? Things that I were had been interested in. And so, uh, and then realizing over time, over many years of doing this, that, you know, when we ask the question, what's wrong with these people? Why can't they just get it? Why don't they just understand? I, what, and why can't they see the truth? You know, why can't they figure this out about, uh, you know, 9-11 or JFK or Oklahoma City or, vaccinations or you know maybe a deficiency in in our modern diet or that GMOs are bad or in, any of these topics you know cancer and alternative methods to fighting cancer and coming up upon deaf ears which I hear over and over again happens to people it's not like it was just me and that's some issue I was dealing with like we talk about this all the time uh, like on the autonomy discord and with the various people that come on there you know brett from school sucks has uh mastermind sessions on this very topic and you know kind of what came out of a lot of those discussions was well you have to build, strengthen the bridge strengthen the relationship with somebody you know before you just start passing off heavy loads of information on whatever like the most mind-blowing thing is that you've come across you know which is where people will start, and then they don't have a lot of luck with that, you know, and then they they might become depressed or anxious around these other people because, you know, they've kind of let known what they think. And that can be hard for a lot of people. I, I would argue that it's a form of the whole 
control thing, you know, it's a form of our self-manipulation, really. Like we, it's the crowd thing, it's the rule of crowdocracy. The crowd uh, gets very uncomfortable when people try to uh, make shifts in the kind of the overall arching worldview that most people hold commonly together. Uh, that becomes a very uncomfortable situation for a lot of people, and they don't want anything to do with it, so they'll use all kinds of psychological maneuvers after the fact of uncovering you as an agent <laughs> of truth or whatever, you know, or, or craziness as they perceive it. And so I realized after a long time of uh, falling into this pitfall that the best thing for me to do was not bring up anything about anything. <laughs> Unless the opportune time came and there was like this synchronicity that will occur like the less hard you try to do this The more opportunity that comes to you and the more opportunities you'll have to kind of express your thoughts in a more artful and <laughs> In a more artistic way. There's an art to it and uh, really it all comes back to just communication uh, sales sales in the non-dirty sense of the word that uh, uh, people have needs and they might have problems and uh, you could attempt to provide a solution or just hear them out. You know, a lot of the times it's just hearing people out for a long, pe a long period of time, over several years, you know, before you try to change their mind on some particular topic or get them to see something in a different way. So the whole idea of building a stronger bridge I agree with. I just think, like, the more and more you turn inward and focus on what you need to do and put your action items down, and uh, maybe your goals are to spread truth to everyone, you know, and wake everybody up so they're all as woke as you, bro. <laughs> so we're all, you know, all as awesome as you, you know, this is a lot of egos. Also, people trying to get other people to see things like they do. This is back to my argument of the path to freedom is the path of the individual, and it's not a path that a group or collective goes down collectively. You know, that so someone has their own unique path, and you can be on the way, a helping hand. You can put out information, you can provide uh, different alternative viewpoints on things, but really only once they've kind of come to you for that, right? So it's always idly, you know, listening, waiting for the opportune moment. Don't uh, shove everything in somebody's face in the first few months of meeting them. You know, this this is the problem. It's not, see, people are always blaming the other side, the sheeple and the, the sheep, the dumb awake, sh the dumb asleep sheep, you know, they just don't get it. And that, that all that does is just put the problem solely on the, on the other people. It has nothing to do with you, you know, and, and you don't need to go and work on any of the things that need to be worked on in order to, to make your communication skills better, in order to make your listening skills better, uh, maybe better improve your life around you so people might actually uh, see you as somebody that uh, they should give any reason to listening to, you know what I mean? So instead of like this anxious person who's like in the depths of despair about what the, the state the world's in, and then going and trying to get other people to Look at the stuff you're looking at. They're, they can smell it from a mile away. They don't want anything to do with you. You know what I mean? There's all there's all the crowdocracy stuff working against you. Plus, this person just senses this like anxious thing coming from you, right? 
that you can't quite filter what's in happening in your head properly out to the world and that's a turnoff you know people don't want to deal with people like that in business or in just general relationships and man uh, woman relationships or any kind of relationship really whatever kind of relationships you're into so uh you know we have to look at our own shit basically right and discover what it is that we need to do and uh if that's not clear and there isn't enough meaning and ambition within yourself to work on those things then you're definitely you know pointed in the wrong direction as far as you know the goal i guess of what what it is you're trying to do so uh, that was an interesting conversation that had happened recently and my ability to do that is sort of a skill that's probably happened i would attribute most likely my ability to kind of pick things apart and uh, find the contradictions and then challenge people I'm, I'm becoming better at that and i still have a lot of improvement uh and this is what you know the recent work on tylerboyer.com has been all about is working on these skills to be able to continue down my path to uh, seeking the truth, which I do think is important. It's a big aspect of my life. And, you know, recently, again, just dealing with people around me uh, that I have even done work with recently that aren't doing enough of this challenging of the rhetoric that they're using. Even though they'll claim to be using the trivium and all these things, what they usually do, and that's why I call it the secondary matrix, because they accept a second set of things that are just as contradictory as the thing that they're opposing most of the time. In this case, a lot of people opposing statism and democracy and monarchy and rulers and, uh, you know, Democrat, Republic, right, left-wing paradigm and seeing all the flaws and the fallacies and this immorality of all, all this authoritarianism, right? They see it. But then, it's like they just camp halfway up the mountain. They find another set of things to accept that sound a lot better. And they quit their path. They don't do enough, enough in-depth discovery and knowledge to continue down their journey. And stay for years if not a lifetime, in the secondary matrix of still corporate fiction, corporate legalism, uh, top-down authoritarianism models that they don't understand that they're still in, even though they call themselves like a volunteer or a voluntary interaction person or someone who wishes that all interactions were voluntary. And they just don't, you know, get it still that this term, volunteer, is something that I don't think they mean to use in what they're trying to say. And they're using the wrong language. They're taking a stance against the state, against the top-down authoritarian system, right? Something they'll also say, you know, inherently doesn't actually exist in reality and blah, blah, blah. Even though their, their whole movement directly opposes it. So if you stand in opposition to something, if you're saying that you want all interactions with everybody to be voluntary but the state itself is an involuntary interaction that I don't want 
you know that's like the philosophy of the of the volun volunteerist uh, that the state is involuntary and therefore that's the part of the voluntary relationship thing that they don't want so first of all they're directly admitting that there's things that go on in their life that they do that are involuntary okay so just think about that that means that you do things under a state of duress that you're really still uh, com complying with and adhering to the rules of the system which is in opposition to volunteer to what you're saying you're saying you want to be a volunteer all the time you only want to volunteer well then you're volunteering right if that's what you see the the world as is that you have to, in order to do something it must be voluntary well then when you do all the things that uh, sign a bank account and take out a citizenship or wh whatever you don't take out a citizenship you live in your corporate fiction name and uh under this legal matrix which i do as well right but i'm not going around with all this contradictory language and saying something that doesn't make sense now it might sound like word games and babble but i assure you it's not that's not what's going on here it just takes time to understand what a volunteer really is and then ask yourself why you would want to have all your interactions be under this term of a volunteer. Because a volunteer is similar to like a military man, someone who signs up for the military. At that point, you've contracted as a volunteer. Unless you were, of course, forced to join the military or drafted, conscripted. But in the most cases, it's, in my example, it's someone who voluntarily goes and signs up for the military. No one forced them. Yes, there was coercion. Yes, there was brainwashing. Yes, there was false advertising. Blah, 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 blah. See, in the legal system that you're in, that you live under, the man's law corporate fiction of the uh, federal government of the, of the Washington District of Columbia... Washington DC since you're a, a corporate fiction who lives in this legal matrix and uh, you adhere to the things that uphold this contract that's also a volunteer and so a military man volunteering for the contract yes initially he may do things that he never imagined he would do that's the whole point. You volunteer initially, you sign the contract, you're, you're conscripted. At that point, you've uh, voluntarily signed up for something. Well, in, in legal language, a volunteer, someone who volunteers, doesn't have the ability to then later on cl claim the terms of what they are told they are to do and not to do, or the terms of the work that they are to carry out or expect any payment for those terms, or for that work. That is what legally, and, uh, or if you look it up in Webster's Dictionary, you know, this is in there. It's, it specifically gives the example of a military man, but a citizenship is no different. We voluntarily uphold our citizenship, and uh, in the end, all your actions are voluntary. Okay, so I, I was willing to give up on my being wrong about this specific word and uh, claiming to be a voluntarist, I've done that. I used to say, 
oh, I want to, I want to be a voluntarist, and there's nonviolent communication and the non-aggression principle, right? I have blogs I used to write. I had a the Salt Lake Freedom Hive, and I wanted to make a community of this voluntarists, you know. But I luckily continued down uh, learning and learning more about what all this stuff means and the, his the historicity of it, the historical components of what a volunteer actually is. And so again, people will sit and say, well, that's not what I mean, and you're getting it all mixed up, and I'm just saying that I want to do things without being forced to do it. Well, you're always under that. You always have that agency, no matter what the condition, even if you are a total slave, even if you are imprisoned. Now people will say that doesn't make any sense, but you don't have to do what the master or whatever, the person claiming to be the authority at that point tells you to do. You have the ability to do what the voluntarist says they want to act. What they mean is that they want to be of their own volition. They want their actions to be their actions. They want free will to be of them and not to have somebody else control your free will. Now, so we just need to advance the rhetoric. See, I don't need to fix voluntarism. I found voluntarism to be ridiculous. Doesn't make any sense. And just because you've put it in your arsenal of what freedom means doesn't mean that you can't move past that. You can question the, the edicts of the secondary matrix. We, should, we all need to do that, and that's what I'm going to be doing. That's all I like to focus on now, because that's where I feel like people actually have a chance. There's actually a chance in the secondary matrix to get people to continue on their wokeness. You know what I mean? Where, yeah, if people are, like, at work and still, like, believing in, like, the mainstream media and, like, all this, like, climate change and Donald Trump and all the, like, the dog and pony show fucking circus that's put on in front of us all. And that's where they're, they're at. Like, sure, like, maybe have some interesting conversations and see how things go. A lot of the time, you know, those people can know things and uh, help you grow through the way they interpret reality, right? So those are learning opportunities. It's not an opportunity for you to to rub off your wokeness on all over this person, you know what I mean? So, you know what I mean? <laughs> anyway, the point is, is that you always have the ability to choose. And so even if there is a gun to your head, and you have to pay your taxes because of the gun to your head, well, you can choose not to do that. And then you're taking control of your actions, rather than like this, well, I want my interactions with everybody to be voluntary, but right now they're not. And so I guess I'm just in this victim mode because that's what it is. It's learned helplessness 2.0. That's what volunteerism is. Because really they say, well, if there wasn't this, these bad guys and they weren't threatening me, I would live in this way that's completely voluntary. I wouldn't do these things under duress. I wouldn't do any of these, these things that I do to live under man's law. And I would just worship... Uh, the universe and live under natural law and live within the laws of nature and you know that does include not harming other people according to the moral philosophy that I've uncovered and blah 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 right but that's not what they're saying they're saying that well currently there's this big aspect of my life that I just can't control and it's just out of my control everything that you're doing in your life is within your control and so it's an empowering thing to step out of these contradictions 
and move on. See, if you're stuck on this plateau, that's the idea of falling into the movement traps. I'm throwing little ropes with knots that I've tied in these short videos, some of them quite long. <laughs> but the walk and talks I do are to try to highlight something that I've been thinking about in a more free-flowing way. So I appreciate for sticking with me on this one. Uh, I feel like I, I need to work on my ability to communicate this message. So these videos help me do that. But let me know what you think. Like, let's let's get into it in the in the comments under this video if you'd like. Um, other than that, I'll be back with another video shortly. Thanks. Bye.